very huge fastball. The place where you'll get the truth? If you can stay awake long enough. Yes, you've got it. It's SAG 6. Hi, folks. Indeed, Snag says, podcast 15. A uh, long time since we spoke, but here we are recording again for number 15. Now, tonight, we uh, it's just me, so you'll just have to put up with just Snaggy tonight. No guest. Uh, the main reason for that is we haven't got one. No one interesting popped up. Uh, so it's just me. Um, although we have got some big news in regard to guests upcoming. I can't say a lot about it, which is damn annoying because I'm sure if I could tell you, it would garner some interest and people would possibly tune in in bigger numbers. But the big problem there is that if it doesn't come off, I look like a dickhead. And uh, I don't need that. Um, I really don't need that. I look like enough of a dickhead as it is. So I can't really uh, advertise who's upcoming. But what I will say is that uh, the main player is a seriously famous guy. Uh, And very interesting. Massively interesting. I got a burp. Do you believe that? That's done. And uh, also, I've got uh, a couple of others uh, that maybe aren't quite as famous, but certainly as interesting in the wings. So uh, hang in and uh, put up with me for tonight. Now, uh, what have I done since we last spoke? I've been in the USA. Well, that was interesting. Uh, Flown over there um, by Harley Davidson to uh, celebrate the release of their new range of motorcycles and uh, spent four days over there riding around Los Angeles. Now, I've been to the States a few times, um, strangely never to LA, Texas and other places. Uh, uh, Where have I been? Texas and... I can't remember, but I've been a couple of places over there and I, I hadn't been to LA other than, you know, transiting as everybody does. And uh, four days in LA, in Pasadena, uh, I probably didn't get to see the real LA because I was spoiled rotten in a five-star joint. Um, but some interesting stories came from that. Um, rode motorbikes out on, uh, what is it, the Angeles Croft Highway or something. Magnificent roads out, uh, out from LA, uh, fantastic roads and stuff. Although the joint caught fire while I was there. I hadn't have anything to do with that. Um, allegedly uh, not. But uh, the interesting thing there was, uh, you know, I was out with the crew having dinner in Burbank and uh, I could see the fires on the ridgeline from the restaurant window. I use the word restaurant in America loosely. It's where they bring lots of, lots and lots of wet food and dump it in front of you and you eat about half of it. Um... But yeah, at the restaurant, looking out the window, and I saw the ridge line fire, which was burning on a 2,000-acre front at that point. And I'm not quite sure that the Californians are aware, although they should be, they get fires a lot, but, you know, you see a fire here, you shit yourself. And uh, this fire was a long way away. I'm talking 5Ks up the hill, and I'm watching it come down the hill. And it seemed to be gathering a pace. Um, and uh, anyway, we had our meal and headed off home and watched this fire. Uh, when I got home to my uh, five-star Langham, uh, magnificent 1930s accommodation, I turned on the widescreen to watch the fires. And uh, lo and behold, they were uh, uh, evacuating Burbank, which is where we had just been. So incredible. And the place is on fire again now, I think further north, um, Napa Valley and places like that. But incredible to watch this fire come down the hill. And to watch the Americans, and, uh, you know, I know I shouldn't generalise, but, you know, I just watched what happened, uh, being an Aussie overseas. 
and people were jumping in their car and driving up to the fire front to to watch it. Um, you know, sort of seriously, seriously dangerous fire. But um, old Yank and Hank and um, Mildred uh, into the uh, into the four by four, the four by six or four by eight or whatever pickup and up the hill, blocking the uh, the emergency services and <laughs> basically getting up there to have a look. I found it incredible. But, uh, yeah, so the, they managed to uh, to gather it up, but it was a very serious fire. And, uh, you know, just one window into, you know, watching uh, how it's dealt with differently, where here we would have gone into panic mode and evacuated uh, a lot earlier. Although I've always found that really weird, like emergency services suggest you should leave. I mean, you know, I can't understand why... It's just not you have to leave. But uh, anyway, freedom, freedom, freedom. That's another freedom, I guess. So that was part of it. Um, another another interesting thing was, you know, enjoying the hospitality of the Americans because, you know, every American seems to think that it is his job to, his, her job, I should say, to make sure you have a good time and, and um, you know, you people that have experienced it and I'm sure there's most of you, many of you, whatever, uh, you've got to be careful not to sound insulting and smart ass, um, who have travelled there uh, will recognise that, you know, each and every American seems to feel like an ambassador for the country. You know, they feel like it's their job to ensure that you enjoy yourself, which is, you know, I'm not whinging. But uh, one of the funny things that happened there was late at night, I was enjoying a a, a scotch uh, on the balcony of uh, the bar of the uh, magnificent Langham Hotel. And uh, uh, I was enjoying a a cigar, which... uh, (sighs) Interesting, really. You know, Harley-Davidson's buying a cigar, you you tend to have a cigar. So I smoked a cigar out there and the bloke wanders out and... This bloke looks for all the world like an, an ageing porn star, you know. He's got the leathery brown skin and the uh, wavy grey hair. Good looking in his time, probably just past it. And uh, there's him and me out there and, uh, you know, grad, uh, the, what we just spoke about in regard to the Americans requiring to entertain you uh, came into play and... Uh, uh, you know, I'm enjoying a stogie with this bloke and uh, he goes and gets a bottle of tequila. We drink that. So it's about four in the morning at this point and I'm pretty happy to go along with whatever's going on. And uh, he suggests, what about we get some blow and hookers? <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> now, there was a time. There was a time. But I'm, I'm heading for 57 years of age and uh, also I'm there, uh, you know, representing, um, uh, you know, I'm sort of there on business. So, you know, whilst, you know, it might have taken me 30 seconds to decide not to uh, undertake the, the blow and hookers, um, uh, I fell on the, uh, the side, I erred on the side of caution and, and uh, graciously declined. But it was just, uh, I can just imagine had I taken... Uh, my ageing porn star mate's uh, offer up, and I'm sure he was completely, completely uh, uh, sincere in his offer, offer of blow and hookers. But uh, yeah, I uh, graciously declined. And and of course, even if I didn't graciously decline, I would say I graciously declined. But the truth is, I did. But uh, I just this is like I've been there like I don't know twelve hours or something, and you know the joints burnt down. Um, I've met an aging porn star who looks like, uh, you know, um, he's seen it all. Plenty of money, this bloke. He wasn't bullshit. And uh, blow hookers, uh, a bottle of tequila and snaggy off to bed at uh, 4.35 a.m. So that was my introduction to uh, the USA. And, uh, you know, I did have a good time. And, and riding the motorbikes out in the bush was pretty spectacular. Um I always like going to America. If you just got to go with it, I think you've got to suspend disbelief when you go to America and and leave your judgment in the glove box, and uh, that's 
that's kind of what I did. There's certain things there that, you know, you, you need to overlook. But if you just go there with a, an open mind and, and roll with it, um, uh, like the time I was uh, uh, enjoying a drink, I think in Birmingham, I'm trying to think where it was, Kansas or bloody Iowa or somewhere. Anyway, somewhere in that Midwest nothingness and uh, was in a... Uh, bar Gee, it seems to be a pattern emerging doesn't it a few years ago and uh i ordered myself a quiet beer at the uh you know there was the cover band and and the dancing uh people on a saturday night in the, the hotel bar and i was overheard my accent was overheard and one of the blokes said well where are you from so i said i was australian and this bloke would have been three pick handles across the shoulders uh, he had uh, forearms like my thighs and um, fingers like pork sausages from a gourmet butcher in Ackland Street. Uh, and he, I said, well, I'm Australian. He said, God damn Australian. He said, we're brothers. We're brothers. We 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 were fighting in the war over there. And, uh, and those that know me will know I have a fairly strong stance against it. But I decided, well, yeah. Now, now, you're at the crossroads here. Do I tell Hank, who seriously could tie me into a sheep shank with one hand if he tried, uh, that I'm actually anti-everything he's saying, or do I drop my principles and probably drink free piss the whole night and and uh, no hookers and no blow, but uh, certainly a lot of alcohol and dancing with his wife and uh, kind of the hero of the room. And there comes times in all your life where you sort of, you know, you sort of, got, you, know, you just got to drop your principles a little bit, you know. You know, there's grey areas. You know, should, perhaps we should have been there. And we wasn't Iraq or Iran, wherever we were blowing the shit case out of at that point. So I said, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I love George Bush, and uh, we're brothers in arms, Hank. And uh, I think you know they carried me around the room on the shoulders. And uh, that's been uh, another one of my fantastic uh, experiences of being in the USA. It's just uh, I dropped all principles and uh, uh, betrayed everything that I actually believe uh, pretty easily, actually. Um, so, you know, if you're looking for a staunch, um, uh, you know, person that will stand by their convictions and uh, always be available and, and never let you down. I'm probably not your bloke. But uh, Hank and I had a good time. And uh, in fact, he told me, he said he'd gone home and smashed all his French wine because those bloody frogs had let him down over there. And uh, yes, we had a great time and uh, viva la war. Now, we've got a few things to talk about tonight. Now, uh, the the I'll just run you through the schedule because I know you like to take notes. Uh, tonight we'll be uh, we'll have a snag bullet. I know everyone enjoys snag bullet. For those that are newcomers, that's where basically I decide someone that probably we don't need around anymore. And you know, uh, it's a metaphorical bullet for you hippies out there and lefties and boutique Fitzroy Northcotties. Um, I don't. We don't shoot anyone. All right, relax. Okay, we're non-gender specific. We don't shoot anyone, but it's a metaphorical uh, punishment. And uh, we'll have Snag Bullet. One of the favourite segments, of course, is overrated and underrated. Um, that's where we basically look at things that are overrated and underrated. What do you want to map? I mean, you can't work that out, really, seriously. Get on to 3 aw I've got the burps tonight. Strong coffee. We got cheap coffee because uh, uh, Robert Tim's bloody instant that Junior's bought. Great bloke, the eldest, but uh, and, and he will always supply what, what's required if he goes past uh, Woolworths because he's not a tight ass. He's not at all. But he buys the cheap shit, you know? And he, this dusty crap coffee that I've been drinking make me burp. So blame uh, Seek of Seek and Destroy, my two sons. He's the one there. So we'll do underrated, overrated. Uh, I've got a couple there. 
Uh, a snag bullet, as I mentioned. And also we've got um, snag. Uh, snag. Now, for those that don't know, uh, you know, I, I can solve just about any problem. Um, I'm a bit undiscovered in that area, but anything that needs dealing with, you know, in your personal life, um, you can get me at uh, snagsays.com. Um, and, uh, yes, uh, email me with any questions that you've got uh, that you need to talk about, anything that's required in your life, any anything at all, really, any problem, tell me how you're getting on, any criticism, they won't get to air. But, you know, enjoy, knock yourself out. Uh, and we've got a couple of letters there today. They're very interesting, you know, a couple of sort of dilemmas there. Um, very interesting stuff there. Uh, in regard to uh, our snag, and uh, as I say, I've got to have another. I can't remember. Is it snagsays.com.au or snagsays.com? Oh, I'll tell you before the end of the podcast. I can't remember. Very good. Uh, what else? Oh yes, uh, and also we'll have motorcycle corner where we'll go on snags tour of Western Victoria, which was pretty interesting. Where I basically yeah, let, well, let's talk about that now. Motorcycle corner. Uh, now, uh, when you work from home, as I do, it get, you can get a bit stir-crazy, you know, you're always in the same place, like my, my office is, where I am now, is, you know, eight feet from my bed, not in the same room, uh, and, uh, you tend to, you know, you work from home, you live at home, you need to get away, you need to get away, and particularly if you suffer from the, uh, introverted nature that I have where people shit me not you of course none of you, I love all you but uh, others and uh, I have to get away you know, I just have to get away from time to time and uh, I packed up my uh, Honda Blackbird because I like to ride my own bikes, I have access to uh, test bikes but I like to ride my own bike if I'm breaking away for a few days because I don't have to write about it although I probably will because as it turned out, it was pretty interesting. And uh, I put the swag on the back. Now, the swag is too big. It's about eight feet wide. So by the time I put the sleeping bag, the pillow, uh, the gear sack with uh, stuff, the bike looks like uh, Jed Clampett's uh, 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 Ford uh, as I trundle off up the road. But anyway, I decided off we'll go, and I'm not going to plan this time. And uh, I'm just going to go wherever I, you know, life takes me. Trying to sort of relive that Arlo Guthrie, Woody Guthrie sort of riding the rails freedom. And uh, off I trundle up the road there. And uh, it was pretty cool. You know, it was all right. I've got my stuff up. I'm sitting up on the bike and life's good. And just uh, just basically, I just had a rough idea where I was going. I was going down into Western Victoria, down to uh, around the uh, Warner Bulf, uh I say Phillip Island. It's not Phillip Island, is it? Nowhere near Warrnambool. Uh, Port Ferry Way, then up into the middle, into the gold fields and do a circle. I was going to go for days, you know. This is fantastic. How do I get there? You know, wings rustling through my hair and I feel like Steve McQueen and the Marlboro Man. And it's all, you know, it's all coming together. Uh, and I get to Port Ferry and get my swag down on the deck there at the local campground, which was pretty cool. It was all right. It was just me and no one else much. Uh, and uh, off to the local boozer, a couple of beers, back to the swag. Uh, of course, now, when you go in a swag, you've got to go to bed at 7 o'clock because it gets dark at 7. There's nothing going on. I don't like sitting in boozers. With, I don't know anyone. Um, someone might talk to me, which is always scary. And uh, so, so there I'm in the fart sack at 7 o'clock at Port Ferry. Well, that was okay. Uh, you know, early night, big day on the road. I'd gone down past the Twelve Apostles. Oh, that's interesting too. The Twelve Apostles. Now, that used to be somewhere where you could just pull off the road and have a look. Well, fuck me if it's not like Barnum and Bailey's uh, Ringling Brothers Circus now where there are uh, helicopters flying around bewildered Chinese tourists. There's car parks all over the place. Uh, there's gift shops. Uh, lifestyle items can be purchased. 
you can't uh, pull off and just go and have a look. You've got to, uh, you know, follow the rules and regulations of where you can park and where you can't park. Uh, there's buses full of all sorts, uh, black, white, green and brindle, and I'm good with that. I couldn't give a shit. But what it does mean is people are wandering everywhere and they don't know what they're doing. So I'm riding through all that and I'm thinking, this isn't freedom. You know, I'm, I'm not, uh, the Marlboro music was diminishing greatly. And I thought, fuck, this is hopeless. Uh, so I sort of, uh, I stopped the bike and wandered over to the fence there, had a look, and there was bodies everywhere and people and kids and fucking balloons, lifestyle items, as I mentioned, and I thought, this is not my beautiful house, I don't need this. So I actually went all the way down there and didn't see an apostle, but I have seen the apostles before. There's not 12 of them, which is really, it's, uh, misleading, really. And they're not apostles. So I can give, I, I don't mind the fact that they're not apostles. I'm, I'm good with that. I mean, you know, they're not going to be apostles, are they? I get that that's using a bit of license. But there could be 12. I mean, fucking hell. I think there's like 16 or something. Then they have the arch, you know, the the arch. Well, it's not an arch anymore. It fell down. So I'm riding along there and I see the sign says the arch and there's a car park, you know, eight kilometres away and helicopters buzzing me and heart rate's up. I thought, I'm not enjoying this. And the arch is no longer an arch. Now, I, again, there's not 12 and there's no arch. So I'm starting to think to myself, this is sort of bullshit, this apostle business. So I just kept going. Um, happily so, really. Down to the lovely uh, hamlet of... Uh, what's the name of that joint? Uh, Port Campbell. Very nice there. Stopped off and... Uh, oh, interestingly, I went in and uh, to get a coffee at the, uh, you know, the uh, the local hostelry there. The, the upmarket uh, salt and pepper squid place where all the tourists were eating. And uh, I just wanted a coffee, you know. My man wants a coffee. Particularly when you're riding a motorbike, coffee's good. So, you know, I wandered there, g'day, how you going? And, uh, you know, alarm bells should have gone off immediately because everyone's wearing a uniform, you know, and the name of the place is on their lapel. And people are waiting to be seated. And there's a lot of wood grain and starfish around the place. So the bells should have gone off. But I, I said, look, uh, I'd like a, uh, a latte, please, to, to take away. Well, that's fine. Right, we can get you one of those. Well, that's good because that's what I want. And a bottle of water. Please. I always say please, and I always treat people with respect. And the girl said, oh, I can't, uh, I can't give you any water. So I looked at the fridge there, and uh, said, well, seems to be a, uh, a fridge full of it. And they had that fancy bullshit Italian bottled water that they can charge eight bucks worth for, you know. But I didn't give a shit. Happy to pay the eight bucks. She said, I can't sell you that. I said, what do you mean you can't sell it? What are you doing with it? You're auctioning it? Or? She said, no, no, that's only for patrons that are dining in-house. So I said, so you've got, just so I've got this right, you've got a fridge full of uh, overpriced water that is only uh, for certain people. What about if you pretend like I'm sitting down? She said, no, I can't do that. I said, but I can have coffee. She said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to give you a takeaway coffee. So I said, so there's certain, we're at beverages. It's the beverage that is the problem, not the takeaway, because you're all right with me taking certain liquids away and not others. Anyway, uh, it was pretty clear that Cheryl wasn't getting it, and uh, I thought she doesn't deserve to be flayed. It's not her fault. Uh, but I said, look, just give me the coffee. That'll be all right. Uh, she said, you can go over to the service station and get water. I said, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do that. Now, the old snag probably would have gone on with that, but it seemed a bit odd to me. You know, Port Campbell, get off yourself. You know, your arch up the road's not happening. Uh, your apostle numbers are dubious, ambiguous. Um, and, you know, your overpriced Italian shit water. Um just sell it to a bloke, you know, do that. Anyway, so I uh, moved on from there to uh, Port Ferry State overnight, me and the 
about 28 million mozzies. Fortunately, I had some uh, Aeroguard, which was a bit like throwing marshmallows at the town hall, I have to say. These mozzies just pissed themselves. They were landing on the Aeroguard. So, uh, fortunately, the swag... I've got a burp again, that shit coffee. Uh, the swag uh, had uh, has a uh, a mesh, which keeps the mossies at bay. But I could hear them, you know. They're just sort of gathering. It was kind of a bit like a, a rally. I could hear a leader sort of addressing the group when he comes out. And I did have to get now, when you get to 57, you do need a couple of pisses a night. And the flow is not as good as it once was. So two things. You've got to get out of the swag, the middle of the pitch. Uh, you've got to find a place to piss that isn't going to offend anyone, which is, wasn't too bad because it was only me there. I don't think there was another soul there. Uh, you've got to uh, you know, relinquish Mr. Pinky from uh, from his uh, house, uh, undertake the, uh, the urination, uh, put him away and get back into the swag now all of that's you know it's pretty easy to say all that but uh you know there's probably four minutes in that well i reckon i got bit on the knob about four times and the rest of me 150 times by these mozzies there was just you couldn't see from the, the night went black my friends and it sounded like the luftwaffe was just coming into town so I, I got back into the Farta. Of course, two or three of our winged friends found their way in whilst I was uh, 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 p- p- performing my ablutions. And they drove me crazy all night, along with the itching. So when I got up at 5am, found my way to the uh, ablution block to have a shower, which of course was locked. And of course I had to wake up the local person who runs the joint to open it and then the hot water wasn't on so I had a sort of coldish shower which probably was okay because of the inflamed mozzie bites all over the place rolled up my swag and got out of Port Ferry at about seven o'clock that morning I headed up through uh, Ararat through the Grampians that was beautiful Hall's Gap what a lovely spot it is a very beautiful place, Halls Gap, and, and uh, I did enjoy that. Uh, kangaroos and wildlife all over the place. Sun was out, and you know, the mozzies, the worst of the inflammation was sort of calming. And, uh, you know, I set through uh, Halls Gap. Uh, beautiful sunshine. I did enjoy that. Down into Ararat, and then I thought, oh, bugger, I'll go up into the middle and up to Avoca. I had a look through Avoca. Avoca's an interesting place. There's a lot of war history, and I love those little Aussie towns. There's a lot to be said for just pulling up at a little Aussie town uh, on a motorbike. Um, you know, you, people don't trust you, so they eye you a bit oddly, but I like to look at the war memorial and, and want to get a feel for the place. And I did find an interesting shop there in Avoca which had motorbikes in it and and sort of memorabilia and books and stuff so i went and had a look at that had a couple of old motorbikes there was a lady in there very friendly and i just said oh look i'm only kicking tires i want to have a look around i said what do you call this place because i work for a magazine and uh, i'm a motorcycle magazine very happy to to give you a bit of a plug this is interesting at avoco you know and she said oh we haven't got a name for the place so i said what so you've got a shop and uh, that is quite different to most. Uh, it's you know it's not a milk bar, and you haven't given it a name, a business card, or what's what is it uh, listed as in the yellow pages? She said, "Oh, we just put the address in there." So I'm thinking to myself, well, not quite sure if the. Uh, whatever it is, shop, is uh, uh, marketing itself as strongly as it could. And uh, the frustration of that saw me get out of there pretty quick. But there is a, I'll just let you know, there's a shop there. Just You're going to have to fucking find it yourself. Um, 
but it's got old motorbikes in it. It's got some nice ones, actually. It's got some really nice stuff in it. But, yeah, I just thought, why not just put, you know, Snag's Emporium or, you know, George's Motorbikes and Shit Shop or just some fucking thing. So uh, it just led me to remember that, how do you say this without alienating our rural friends? Yeah, they're a bit slow, aren't they? Slide the bush. Nice place of ochre, though. I enjoyed that. Then, uh, where do I go then? I set off for further... Uh, I headed off into the goldfield sort of area towards Castle Main, but I I veered off there somewhere. Where do I end up there? Oh, I veered off sort of south. Sort of came in underneath Castle Main. Oh, yeah, down to Dalesford. 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 Now, for those that don't know, Dalesford is the lesbian capital of probably the world. There are more short haircuts, uh, particularly grey short haircuts, and slightly dumpy women with, uh, let's say, a terse look on their face than anywhere else on the planet. But it is a beautiful place, Dalesford. It's a, it's a very beautiful place, and it is a... It's a gay stronghold, which is great, and they were flag uh, waving the uh, rainbow flag, in fact, from the Shire office, which was great. And there was a lot of support for for uh, SSM, same-sex marriage, uh, for those that might not. My North American friends, uh, we are undergoing a, uh, a poll, really, as to whether we think that same-sex marriage is a good idea, and, of course, most people do. Uh, and uh, Dalesford is a stronghold of that. Uh, so I got myself a latte there, and they were quite happy to sell me a bullshit water for too much money. I was pretty happy with that. Anyway, the, by now I've done about five, six hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred k's. I don't know how far, a lot. Three tanks or something. And uh, I thought, what do I do now? So I, I just wandered further down through Stieglitz, past the Yu Yangs. Well, fuck me if I don't pop out at Geelong. Um, now, I live at Ocean Grove, which is 25Ks from Geelong. It seemed ridiculous. I'd actually sort of come home. So this magnificent sojourn that was going to be a big trip and, uh, you, know, <laughs> was, you know, I'm breaking away and fuck me, it lasted a dozen, two days. So the great big trip that I made a big song and dance about on Facebook and look at me, I'm the Bush Tucker man. No, I'll catch and kill my own over the fire sort of thing and uh, do a bit of prospecting and maybe never even come back, meet a, meet a winsome girl. Didn't, none of that. Had a couple of blues about water. Uh, and, uh, you know, poor marketing in uh, rural and regional Victoria and uh, ended up coming home. But look, it was a fantastic trip. I did enjoy it greatly. Uh, it was about a thousand k's at the end of the day. But, uh, uh, you know, it's not going to break any record. I don't think there's a book in it. Now, uh, where are we? It's time for Snag Bullet. Now, everyone loves Snag Bullet, don't they? Hey? As soon as you hear that fabulous sound effect, everyone gets excited. People gather around the, the uh, wireless, like the old days, just to hear. Now... The bloke who's getting the bullet this time, uh, I don't think anyone can argue uh, in any way, shape or form that this person who uh, is the uh, unfortunate re recipient tonight of uh, the snag bullet deserves it. There is no doubt. Um, there's, there are... Dis oh, the phone's just gone off. How professional is that? Uh, you know, there are certain people that uh, you know they galvanize uh, thinking and I think this bloke's a pretty easy so snag bullet goes to Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein uh, the producer from uh, from uh, Hollywood who's been basically forcing himself on himself on starlets and actresses and just about anyone that he can get his horrible little prawn somewhere near. And, uh, you know, uh, 
sometimes these things happen. You know, a light is shined or shone on uh, an area that really requires it. This is just disgraceful. Um, this is the sort of stuff that has to change. This has been going on for a long time. I haven't seen it in the sort of magnitude we're talking with Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, whatever the fat fuck's name is. But I've seen plenty of that sort of behaviour. Uh, I continue to see it. And at least a light is being shone on that sort of behaviour. And people think twice. If anyone's worked in corporate uh, operations, we've all seen stuff like this. We've all shut up about it. Oh, it's just sort of the way of things. Uh, women have been exploited on this basis for a long, long time, and it's got to stop. It's just shit. So, Harvey, you fucking despicable assemblage of shortcomings, cop, snag, bullet. So that's Harvey. He's done. You know, I, look, I don't want to overdo it, but, I, you know, he he's... Uh, just horrible, isn't he? Let's be honest. Just flipping horrible. Now, what else? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, let's move on to uh, underrated, overrated. Now, I'll tell you what is overrated in uh, the animal kingdom. Koalas. Your koala, and he's got one thing going for him. He looks cute, but he's as dumb as dog shit, isn't he? He's he's got no personality. If a koala was a person, you wouldn't hang around with him, would you? You wouldn't be going around. I'm going around a koala's joint. It's grouse over there. You go over. Uh, takes him a while to answer the door because he's not in any rush. That's if he hears it, because he's usually a bit stoned. He's like a doll bludger. Your koala. He's a doll bludger of life. No pace about him. So he answers the door and you go to him and he's sitting there watching telly and pizza box in life. He's that sort of bloke. Conversation, zero. Has a whinge every now and then. Falls asleep. That's your koala if you give him, uh, you know, human characteristics. And if our tourist friends, they can't wait to grab a koala and hold one. Have you ever fucking held a koala? If he's awake, those claws are in your shoulder, seriously. Because he don't want to be there. He's going, what are you holding me for? I want to be asleep. I want to pack a couple of cones and watch Dr. Phil. Boring. Boring animal saved by being cute. It's the bimbo or himbo of the animal world. No personality looks good. Underrated? Pigs. Now your pig, he's got personality. He does this, he does that. He's snuffling around. Did you know that you can teach everything to a pig that you can teach to a dog? Now that's a fact. Look it up in your funkin' wagonals. For our young folk, that's an encyclopedic ref reference. It was kind of Google for analogues like me. So if you want a pig to sit, you can teach him to sit. If you want a pig to stay, you know, you don't want him to come in while you're in the milk bar, grabbing a pint of milk and a loaf of sunblessed. Sit. Pig sits down there next between the bin and the phone box. Come back, he's there. Try that with your fucking koala. He's asleep. He's wandered off. He's in the pub. Pigs. Personality. Let down a little bit because hygiene probably could, you know, polish that side of it up a bit. Uh, but uh, personality, you know, here, Piggy, um, famous, babe, they recognise how they taught that pig to talk. You know, these things can be done. This is how smart your pig is. And the other thing is if you've got a pet pig, now some of us won't enjoy this, our Jewish friends certainly, but... You know, if things get a bit tight, uh, you know, you know no, over time at the plants, uh, a bit light on, you can eat him. 
So not only is he a good companion, he's like an insurance policy against going hungry. You just get you going, here, Percy, here, Perce. You know, quick whack with a hammer, it's all over. A uh, bit of fat in a, in a uh, skillet and uh, you know, an hour later everyone's got a big, uh, a big burp and hold in their tummy. So your pig, underrated, love the pig. And your koala, you get rooted, koala, because you've got nothing. Now, uh, further to that, I have got uh, another uh, overrated and underrated. Now, overrated, Superman. Superman. Bullshit, Superman. Uh, all these superpowers. Now, you, you fly quickly against the world's, the Earth's axis, and you can make it go backwards in time. I don't think so. I mean, what was, whoever came up with Superman, it was a chick young or bloody... I don't know who it was. Jolliffe's Outback. Whoever wrote the fucking thing. He, on the acid, I reckon. Like uh, the Clark Kent. Now, Clark Kent. We're supposed to believe that Clark Kent goes to work at the uh, Daily Planet there, puts on a pair of glasses and no one recognises him. A pair of glasses. He looks like Superman. He's the same size, same colour hair. Teeth are the same, eye colour. Ears. Build, stance, movement. Puts on a pair of glasses, no one recognises him. I'm not buying that. Kryptonite? What? what uh, kryptonite? I just can't have it. It's it's too contrived. Um, the flying doesn't look real. It really doesn't. You, you don't. Who flies like that? What's propelling him? I mean, he's got. It's got to be physics in that. Where's the propulsion? He's not even flapping his arms. He isn't going to jet up his ass. The flying doesn't look real. It, none of it works for me. Uh, the silly ongoing Lois Lane thing. Get a room or get don't do it. You know, like, stop this manifest charade of a relationship. Lois, go and get laid somewhere else. Superman, I don't know, mate. Just... Fuck off. Now, underrated, Phantom. Phantom, underrated. None of this superpower bullshit. No, nothing you couldn't believe. Gives you a whack with the right hand and the ring, leaves an imprint on your face, you know you've been hit. The ghost who walks can never die. Well, we know he does. It gets passed on. He's Mr. Walker. But he's got the pygmy poison people believing it. This is all... You know, you're talking about ethnicities and understandings. and uh, The uh, Skull Cave. I love that Skull Cave. He sits up there in the chair in the Skull Cave. Looks like a skull. It's a cave. You probably had that. But Skull Cave. Pygmy poison people. Ghost who walks can never die. You know? The drums. Uh, the purple suit. Mate, the purple suit. Forget about it. Looks a million bucks, a purple suit. That's silly. It doesn't fly, you know? He's got a horse, Hero, is, and he's got the Hero and the, uh, I can't remember the name, the dog. He's got a horse and a dog. Not flying and kryptonite and Lex Luthor. None of that. And has a romance with Diana. Proper romance. None of this Lois Lane angsty, bloody, you know, is it on, is it off again. Uh, no Clark Kent glasses thing. No superpowers, but he's smart. And also, the comic, it was black and white. I like that. You know, it was black and white. There was a little bit of frugality about it all. Superman. I reckon Superman wouldn't last five minutes with Phantom. And, uh, uh, you know, the sooner we, uh, we get over Superman and realise that the real, the, real, uh, the real player in that area is the Phantom... And I always used to be able to get a phantom comic like at the doctors or the dentists. You know, it might be a bit dog-eared and that. Um, and there'd be a, on, always an ad for a submarine for five bucks on the back, you know. Fully operational submarine. You could go out in the bay and made a cardboard or something. 
send five bucks and get a submarine. Or x-ray specs. You know where you could watch Sheila's walk around nude? You just put these specs on. I should have got a set of those. I don't know what would have arrived, but I did always... Uh, I wanted that submarine. There was a tank as well. It was about four bucks. So, uh, and they would have been sent from America. So, you know, I imagine it wasn't quite what it looked like. Oh, sea monkeys too. Sea monkeys. Now, when you look at the sea monkey ad, they're, they're sitting on, uh, you know, they're all, the kids are all playing ball and that over there. And there's a kingdom and a palace. And the king's sitting there cross-legged on a uh, rock. Mrs., uh, Mrs. Monkey is, you know, knitting or uh, cooking there. And uh, there's a whole world and uh, microcosm of humanity uh, manifest in these small creatures with crowns and, uh, you know, they play cricket and talk and obviously have a political system. Well, when you get them, it's like a, uh, a sachet of salt from McDonald's and you pour it into the water and after a while these sort of fucking mosquito larvae start wriggling about. Now, that is misleading because there's not a crown, there's no rock, there's no king. Uh, complete bullshit. But, you know, I'll overlook it. Overrated Superman, underrated uh, Phantom. And I'm sure you agree. Now, folks, uh, I've had a few letters on the web, on the uh, email there. Uh, snag says uh, uh, snag dot uh, com snag says dot com I'll, I'll have to let you have another look at that just one sec I'll have a break here and I'll, I'll let you know exactly what the correct address is just hang fire okay I'm back uh, snag says at gmail dot com of course where the hell did I get that wrong snag says at gmail dot com now, that's where you send your letters. Please continue to. The inbox is overflowing, but there's always room for more. And uh, I'm very happy to uh, embarrass you uh, live on radio. Well, not really radio, on, uh, on the podcast. The new way. Look, send us stuff in. We'll have a bit of fun with you. I won't, uh, you know, I won't embarrass you. I mean, you... You're unembarrassable, aren't you, if you're listening to this anyway. So uh, I did have a couple of letters, uh, a couple of very important ones. I waded through the uh, the multitude of uh, letters, uh, emails, and uh, a couple just caught my eye, you know, different, different things that we we're talking about. Now this one, sorry, I'm away from the microphone. People tell me not to do that, and I do it. Uh, well, which one will we do first? Give us a look here. Now, there's that one. Oh, God. Mm. All right. Now, this one comes uh, to us from Julie West from Glen Iris in Victoria. Lovely little leafy area, Julie. Obviously, your father did well. Uh, or you've uh, independently comfortable having said that you could be renting you could be uh in a share house uh seven of you on the doll i don't know but it, you know glen iris is a flash suburb in in melbourne and uh let's uh, let's pretend like you're traveling all right julie julie writes uh, dear R snag my daughter has just obtained her license she's a pretty typical millennial it's all about her <laughs> I don't know where you're coming from there, Julie. She has a part-time job, and apart from being a bit of a princess, loves us and wants to stay at home as long as possible. Good. I think kids should stay at home as long as possible. I'm all for it. Some people don't want their kids at home. I do. So, very happy to have your daughter with you, Julie. She recent, recently hinted strongly that we should be buying her a car. Hmm. Because all her friends' parents have bought cars for their kids. It seems a bit indulgent to me, 
should we be buying her a car? Julie West, Glen Iris, Victoria. Mm. Tuffy, that one. In my time, parents didn't buy it. Well, they, they were reasonably happy if you were drawing breath. Occasionally they'd address you because they had to and throw you a chop under the door. These days we indulge our children a lot more. In fact, uh, I think I've alluded to this before, way too much in my view. I'm guilty of it. I mean, there's worse things than being very kind to your children. Much worse things. But I'm aware that we've brought up a in fairly indulgent group. That's no one to blame but ourselves. Uh, I'm fortunate uh, in that my two are pretty good, but they've been indulged as well in certain ways. I prefer that than, you know, neglect. Mm, now, uh, now there's the safety aspect. At least, I guess, if you buy the car, you can, uh, you know, have some say in what it is and you want to keep her safe, don't you? I mean, let's face it. Uh, girls and boys of that age are not exactly the most safety conscious nor aware and their spatial understanding is horrible so there's every chance they're going to bump something at some point it might be a yeah, a sale at Revlon and she's in a hurry you know um, so I would say yes you should get a car on that basis um, but no in that if she hasn't got any skin in that game that car's not going to get looked after so you say she's got a part-time job, your daughter. I wish I knew her name because I don't like talking about her as she. She's a person. Um, and she's happy at home. Yeah. Look, I think she should weigh in. Why don't you say to her, look, you know, whatever, how much you want to spend on a car, uh, how much you've got. I mean, you're in Glen Iris. You can probably buy her a fucking Porsche. What are you whinging about, Julie? Get on with it couple of year old Porsche um, but seriously if she weighs in she'll look after the car so I'd be going halves or something you've got it she's got a part-time job right um, Felicity save up uh, some of your money we'll go halves or thirds or whatever you know. make just make sure she weighs a bit in so if she scratches it she feels a bit of pain because the if they don't buy if they don't weigh in that's what I did with my eldest and uh, my younger bloke was buying his own car because he's got more money than all of us. He works hard, and um, I've helped him out from time to time. And but you know, my eldest fella weighed in some money for his first car, and I helped him a bit. And uh, my youngest guy is, you know, all full steam ahead doing it himself. Um, they both live here, of course. That's fairly obvious. Um, I'm happy for that. You should be happy too, Julie. So. Yes and no is the answer. Hopefully I've cleared that up for you. Go on, you Julie. Let me know how you get on. Okay. Um, oh, you don't talk about a husband. Um, you don't talk about a wife. So I don't know what your situation is if you're on your own. You're in a lesbian uh, triumvirate. I, I don't know. It's not my business really, Julie. Although if you are in a lesbian triumvirate, let me know. Um, I'm not anti that. Very open-minded. Now, uh, second letter for Dear R. Snag. Don't forget, uh, R. Snag. Sorry, Snag says at gmail.com. Snag says at gmail.com is the email address. So inundate me, please. Now, this is a bit serious, this one. I don't know if I should be going with a serious one, but I'm going with a serious one. This comes from Steve DeMarco. A bit of Italian heritage there, Steve. Good to see. From Perth. I don't know where in Perth. Uh, he'll know. Uh, dear R. Snag, what are your thoughts on gender? Jesus, pretty open there, Steve. Uh, it's flavour of the month at the moment. Are boys boys and girls girls, or should we allow people to decide for themselves? Over to you, Snag. Steve DeMarco from Perth. Hmm. This is a toughie. When you're a 57-year-old crusty old prick like me, I, you know a lot of my you know, peers or people of my age group are a little bit uncomfortable with this whole gender thing. And I certainly understand that, uh, you know, there's uh, uh, men, uh, boys, men, whatever, locked in female bodies and the other way around. I get that bit, I get that bit totally, that uh, you can be a female of essence and in a male body 
and vice versa. And I think that uh, those people have, you know, who'd choose that? I mean, you're not going to choose it. You know, it's obviously a real thing. So okay, well, that's cool. If you want to change, go for it. If you want to half change, go for it. I'm all right with that too. Um, if you want to dress, I don't give a shit really. Can't be. Uh, that's probably laziness more than being a of good character. But I don't really give a shit. Um, it's 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 difficult because most of the blokes who change over to girls are pretty ugly. They make for ugly women. So that that's probably hard. Um, but. Uh, they have to live with that. That's cool. I don't care. If someone wobbles up on a pair of high heels to my door and uh, a five o'clock shadow, I don't give a shit. You know, if they want to come in and have a beer with me, I'm good. Uh, other way around too. Um, what does annoy me a bit though is that some of the girls that have become guys grow better beards than I can. That, that pisses me off. I, I, I grow a shit beard. It's like a, uh, it used to be referred to as a, like a cricket uh, game, 11 aside. That was my, the beards I, that I put together are horrible. It's, it's a joke. And I'm a little bit annoyed that, uh, you know, there's chicks that grow better beards than me. I'm a bit shitty with that. So I'm all right with that. I do get a bit confused with, uh, you know, we're not allowed to say you're a girl or you're a boy. Um, you know, we don't, you know, don't pigeonhole our children. Um, I'm, that confuses me. I'm not sure about that. I would have thought if you've got an eight-day clock in your jodpers, there's a rough chance you're a bloke. And um, if you've got a peach fish, there's a fair uh, assumption you're uh, of the fair agenda. Uh, and uh, w- whatever uh, proclivity you have, you will exhibit, you will display. So, you know, if you start kicking a footy around, you've got a bloody uh, a pecker in your bloody trousers, there's a rough chance you're a bloke. And if, if you've got um, a front bum and, um, you know, you uh, take an interest in cookery, there's a reasonable chance you're a girl. Now, I'm being flippant, I know, but it is a little difficult, this. So I'll let them choose, you know, don't assume my gender. I'm not sure about that. I'm not saying I'm anti, because I'm not. And that, once again, because I'm too lazy. But I'm not, I'm not buying that whole, I don't know. It's a bit hard for an old bloke like me. I get halfway through thinking about it, and it's like the Rubik's Cube. I forget what's on the other side, what I was saying. So, uh, look, you can be whatever you want. Uh, Steve DeMarco, I don't know if you asked me. Maybe you're uh, cross-dressing. I haven't cross-dressed myself, but, you know, I imagine there's, you know, I'd probably come up all right in a slinky little off-the-shoulder number on the wags and uh, girlfriends, uh, wives and girlfriends on the red carpet. I'd look all right. I'm a reasonably, uh, you know, well put together bloke, and uh, I reckon I'd come over up right as a a uh, a bird. But uh, no, I would look horrendous. It'd look like some sort of nasty industrial accident. Um, it would look like some type of Andrew Lloyd Webber play. Um, the ogre and the uh, something else. So yeah, it wouldn't work for me. Uh, I'm a bloke. Uh, but look, Steve, I don't give a shit, mate. And neither should other people. I mean, you're here for about 70 years. Um, who gives a shit? Uh, you know, people getting all carried away about where they have a piss. I mean, they need a piss. They're not going in there. No one's going to a toilet to bloody, you know, have it away with your kids. They need a piss. So let's all relax about that. Gender's all right. I don't care. I don't care. Um, so away you go, Steve. Enjoy yourself. Um, I don't give a shit. And as I say, that's because I'm lazy. Now, uh, a couple of bit, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, as I say, we've got uh, some uh, big news with uh, upcoming guests. Really big news. Keep your eye on, uh, on your Facebook feed and uh, please uh, uh, like the uh, uh, Facebook and um, perhaps... Uh, Subscribe via SoundCloud. Doesn't cost anything, I don't think. Just say you want to be prompted about uh, when Snag says comes out, so you know. Um, yeah, uh, that's uh, important that you uh, that you uh, hang in and uh, stay with us. And uh, yeah, watch out for some very big news um, in regard to guests because uh, they're hard to get. Um, you know, they come up here to Ocean Grove, unless I pack up the equipment, which I'll probably start doing. Um, uh, 
there's no money in it for them. Um, you know, on a good day, there's 500 of you guys that listen to me. Uh, some of these people can get 500, you know, you know, 500,000. So, you know, trying to get famous people to come and talk to me is difficult, but, you know, um, we keep trying. So, look, hang in. That's been uh, pretty much it, Snag Says Podcast 15. Um, thanks for uh, listening. Um, and, look, uh, don't let the bastards get to you, all right? Talk soon.